Hi, I'm Doug Beecham. Thanks for joining me for uh, this podcast. I've been talking to you about what are things that need to happen, at least for the movement that a lot of us are a part of, the International Pentecostal Holiness Church, as we move uh, into the 21st century and move towards uh, some of the vision goal that we've had, we have for the next uh, 12, 14 years of Arise 2033. In the last podcast, we talked some about uh, uh, the observations uh, that William Bridges made in his book, Managing Transitions, and how do we operate within the framework of uh, a rapidly changing world and the emotional, spiritual response that's called transition uh, that occurs in our lives. It occurs individually, and actually it occurs within, uh, within groups of people. I want to talk to you about how do we, how do, how do we honor our past, and at the same time, how do we move forward into our future? Um, I'm a historian. I, I love reading history. I, I enjoy studying history. I enjoy writing about history. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, when I read the Old Testament scriptures, I think that the Old Testament prophets were good historians. You read Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. They're not creating stuff out of out of you know just out of thin air. They are actually in dialogue with, uh, in particular, the Book of Deuteronomy and with God's promises to uh, uh, to Israel's King David. Uh, they have connections back into the Genesis and Exodus narratives. They they have a deep understanding of what God had been saying historically uh, to His people Israel. And so as they are evaluating the current events around them, whether it's the Assyrians, uh, the Assyrian invasion or the Babylonian invasion and the the Babylonian uh, uh, exile and then the post-exilic period, they are in dialogue with that history because that history is is sort of the, the ground where God has been speaking and, and, and they can look at it, they, they can sense it. They don't, they don't lose it. Uh, it's not like today where they would download off of Google you know, what happened 200 years earlier. Uh, they had a collective memory, uh, some of which was written, uh, a lot of which was oral tradition that was remembered. And so they would speak into their present. Their prophetic voice was a voice that was informed by the past, and particularly by what God had said in the past. So that's an important piece for us. That's why we live with inspiring memories uh, from our forefathers. We, uh, we need to keep in mind that uh, in the IPHC, we were formed in 1898, and we formed the particular version of our movement in 1911. We were deeply impacted out of uh, Wesleyan holiness. So, so to not understand John Wesley's ministry in the 1700s is, is to not understand part of God's purposes for us. For us to not understand the Azusa Street Revival in 1906 in Los Angeles is for us to not understand what, God, what part of God's purposes are for us. Uh, we mentioned earlier that Isaiah 54, verses 2 and 3, uh, are really defining verses for our movement. But uh, you can go back and you can read 
were in the 1930s and the 1940s. That verse was speaking, particularly through J.H. King, uh, probably the most significant general superintendent in the first 50 years of our movement. Uh, so God speaks to us. So it's important that we live with inspiring memories. We don't worship the past. Uh, we, don't, we don't go to the cemeteries where our founding fathers and mothers are buried and worship them. But we do remember their stories. It's important that we listen to those stories. And not only theirs, but, but over the, the, the grand scope of 2,000 years of church history, that we listen to the stories of God's faithful people. Those stories inspire us. They inform us. But the other thing we have to do is live with the creativity of the Spirit of what God is doing now among us. I made reference to this when we were talking about William Bridges in the previous uh, podcast, that in the neutral zone you have anxiety and then you have creativity. Well, we have to remember the work of the Holy Spirit. He comes and he brings order out of chaos. You find that in the, in the first verses of Genesis chapter 1. Uh, the Holy Spirit comes and brings to our remembrance uh, what, uh, what Jesus has said. You go back and you read John, uh, in the Gospel of John, John 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17, all of which occur in the last night and the last hours of Jesus' earthly ministry. Go back and read those chapters and notice how often Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. He says, uh, I'm going to send you another comforter. Uh, the spirit of truth. And all of that is related to a creative work that God wants to be doing in each generation, whether those generations uh, overlap one another or one is a past or one will be a future to come. The Holy Spirit is at work in creative ways uh, in shaping the work of the kingdom of God for our particular time. And one generation lays upon the work of another. And sometimes there has to be a tearing down so there can be a building up, as you read in Jeremiah. But God's intention is that there be faithfulness in each generation that enables us to build uh, upon the work of those that have gone before us. And we, we lay a foundation that we pray will be of value for a future generation. I heard a, a good friend, Mark Rutland, who's a good friend of the Pentecostal Miss Church. Rutland one time made a comment that, talking about his own life, his own ministry, he said, he said, I've learned that I stand on the shoulders of those who've gone before me. And because of that, I can see a further horizon. I've never forgotten that statement. It's really true. The other thing, though, that has to happen, and, and I want to say that, that I think that statement is really true for us in any new assignment God has given to us, regardless of your age. There's some of you that are younger, that are just really beginning ministry. Uh, don't think it's only you. You're standing on the shoulders of people who've gone before you. Some of you, your parents, uh, others, mentors who have sown into your life. Maybe you, maybe you became a follower of Jesus and called into ministry and you had no Christian background whatsoever. You had no context of the faith. Uh, you, obviously, you, you honor those who, uh, who God had put in your life, but you do have the shoulders of others to stand on in our own movement. That would be people like J.H. King, B.E. Underwood, different ones, uh, James Leggett, 
whose lives continue to speak to us uh, in church history. St. Augustine, the Apostle Paul, uh, Wesley, Luther, and the list could go on and on. Well, all of that is important. But there also comes a time when the metaphor changes. The metaphor becomes a metaphor of, of, of a bridge to the future. Your life moves from being standing on the shoulders to being a metaphor of being a bridge where you're laying down your life, where others can walk over you into the future God sees to them. You, if you please, you, you stoop down, live a life of humility, where others can stand on your shoulders and see more than you can see. That's true for every one of us. So God's calling us to be people who understand what it is. Let's live with inspiring memories, but let's also live with the creativity of the Spirit for what Jesus is going to do. Thanks for listening.